Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every Ninja Turtles movie. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. I got a bunch of Mountain Dew in my body right now. Got some pizza in my belly. Feeling uh, healthy as all hell. A little bit. You're on the turtle diet. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas in May, Joey Noel. I got some ooze. There we go. I don't like that, though. I don't like that at all, Joey. Don't like that. Nick, the producer slash seducer Scarpino, what do you think about that? Yo, it's the green machine. Going to rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get down, slamming and jamming to the new swing sound? Tim? God. What a freestyle. Get it ready. He thought about that all. We are coming hard for this TMNT Secret of the Ooze synopsis. Yes, yes, we are. And I can't wait for that because this is Kind of Funny's in review where each and every week we rank and review two different movie franchises. Uh, right now we are doing Pixar in review and Ninja Turtles in review. You can watch the show on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny or RoosterTeeth.com. If you want to listen to it, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny in review and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad free, you can go to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny just like our Patreon producers, Michael G., and Tom Bach have done. We appreciate you both so very, very much. Now, Nick, before we get into all this, I do want to say the story of what has happened at this show. Because yesterday we were supposed to record mm-hmm. it, uh, but Joey was sick. You got your, your vaccine shot, so you were kind of yeah. messed up. Kevin's on vacation. So that would have been just me and Andy just yeah. doing the whole interview. Which we, Andy, I, th- I feel like we would have held it down, right? You guys would have been fine. Yeah, I feel like I often carry the weight of the company on my back anyway. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's just like no big yeah. deal. We talk, you know? we talk a lot about that. another Thursday. That. Yeah, I would have just yeah. popped in every once in a while with like you know, Breaking Bad reference, Game of Thrones reference, mm-hmm. Nirvana the Band show. You know, like reference. yeah, it's all mm-hmm. there. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I love that. But Nick uh, took it upon himself to write the plot like he always does. But he wrote it for me to read because he thought yeah. that it was just going to be me and Andy doing the show. But I was like, no, we'll just switch it. We'll record the KF podcast. So now Nick's going to read the plot that he wrote for me, <laughs> right? which right. I uh, will see how this goes because I'm sure you wrote a bunch of things that you just thought would be funny to make me say. Yeah, but now 100%. you have to say them. So that's correct. So this yeah. is going to be awkward and weird. Um. But it's going to be fun, and it's going to be a hell of a ride. What it movie is. did we do this for at one point? Like a long time ago, there was we another one where I was Nick wrote the script for for Tim, and Tim had to read it, and it was just a lot of Tim. Harry, who it was a Harry Potter. It. it was a Harry. Yeah, it was a Harry Potter movie, and I just loved the. <laughs> the it was so meta because it was we we're hearing Tim read this script about what happened in the Harry Potter movie. But also, here's a message for you, Tim. Yeah, from Nick. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it so much. I can't wait to get to the plot. So let's start it off. We are talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Uh, runtime of one hour, 28 minutes. Wow, how brisk. Insane. Can you imagine that? A feature like the movie, an hour 28. God bless you. Uh, released March 22nd, 1991. Uh, 10 months, less than 10 months after the first movie. Wow. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Well, holy shit. Get half of the cast back. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot. Of, so a lot of the cast stuff uh, was like drug, drug related <laughs> or really? like drama related. I'm not expecting you to say that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Corey, who Feldman, the, who had, Corey Feldman. Oh, Corey Feldman had a problem. Yeah. Yeah. They, they wanted to distance themselves from him. Uh, but then the, the April actress, they had beef with her because she called out their poor treatment of the stunt team. And they're like, well, mm-hmm. okay, we don't fuck with you, which is bad. So right. They, 
Yeah, there's a lot of issues with this. Uh, it was directed by Michael Pressman, who's an American film TV producer and director who has done a shit ton of Law & Order SVU, Chicago Med, Blue Bloods, uh, and Law & Order True Bloods. Crime. Wow. He was also a cameo appearance in this as the Channel 3 news manager. Oh, Keen-eyed fun. viewers oh. might have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone has quite those keen eyes. Like, wow, that's, that's Peter okay. Jackson. Wow, that's the guy who Whoa. directed Law and Order and Blue Bloods. <laughs> uh, this movie had a budget of $25 million and a box office of $78.6 million. Yeah. The film was financially successful and became the 13th highest grossing film in the uh, year of its release. And uh, Andy, you know I love the fun stats for you. All the I how love... many pixels, how many this, how many that. I don't have any of those for you, but I do colors. have a fun fact that I think you'll appreciate. Some of the pizza props used in this movie were reused in Ernest Scared Stupid. They can be seen being thrown at the bullies who try to attack the kids' treehouse. I like that. Yeah, Thank you for that, Tim. Yeah. I thought you would. I thought you would. Maybe um, and my favorite trivia fact that I that I read from this is when Vanilla Ice first arrived on the movie set, uh, the actor in the Michelangelo suit went up to him to give him a hug and welcome him aboard on the movie. However, Ice's overweight bodyguard stiff-armed him, even with the full turtle suit on, and uh, nearly 18 of the actors and stuntmen got in a big fight. Jesus, <laughs> come God. on. Uh, the film stunt coordinator had to step in and stop them from continuing the fight because it could have been really bad, and uh, later told the incident in an online interview and said that Vanilla Ice's bodyguards almost got their butt kicked by the dudes in a turtle suit uh, that would be amazing i'd be like guys turn the camera on this is what we came yeah. here for this is the movie this is it <laughs> yeah as, as vanilla ice is getting his ass kicked i'd be like ice ice flow cool down give me a little flow oh, <laughs> cool down <laughs> cool off that's smart andy that's <laughs> and then another fun thing here is uh when the script called for leonardo to perform a back handspring mark casso wanted to do it the guy in the suit uh, but the director was unwilling to risk an injury uh this turned into a really big issue a search was initiated for an outside party to do the stunt but casso a national gymnastics competitor eventually won out and performed it himself he was like well i want to do my own thing you're gonna go out there and look for someone worse than me i don't want that i want leonardo to have the best back handspring hell yeah, hell yeah dude. <laughs> and i'm like fuck yeah man good Thank for you. him Throw some respect to my boy Leo's name. You know what I mean? So we gotta have so the best backflips in this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Andy, what did yeah. you think about Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze? It was a ride. We had quite a ride with this one. My my disappointment with a lot of these is that I want them to be bad to the point where I where it's super fun and entertaining, but I it kind of breaks my heart that I just love these characters so much and they're just surrounded by like not a lot of good stuff. You know, when it's Fast and Furious, it's whatever. Like it's it's fucking, you know, um, point. it's ludicrous <laughs> and it's, you know, <laughs> like whatever. But it's like it's the Ninja Turtles, you know, so I I want I want to see them done right. You know, let's let's get let's Kevin Feige. Let's get a little uh, Ninja Turtles franchise going. Um but, I mean, you know, it gives me some good chuckles every once in a while. I think the movie is still, in some moments, fun and entertaining. The uh, I, I don't think it gets any better than, yeah, a little too rough. Like I, was that's, a, that, I wrote that's, that line down. Hilarious. It the peak of comedy, the peak Quiet, of comedy in this movie, loud. and I wish there was more humor like that throughout the whole movie. Um, yeah, the, the no, not a whole lot of weapons being utilized, unfortunately. Um, the big fucking, uh, wolf man. What's his name? Uh, Razar. Razar. Yeah. Razar. To oh, Toka. No, isn't 
Toka, I think, That's is the, the turtle. turtle. Oh, really? Razor okay. is, I think Razor is the wolf. I could be wrong. Still still terrifying to me. So, like, whenever oh, yeah. they do a close-up of the face, still horrifying me like I did as a kid. Yeah. Very, very off-putting. So cute at the end. Yeah, oh, yeah. When they do, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, but, yeah, the <clears throat> whole vanilla icing is just as bonkers as I remember. I, it's even crazier now, I feel, <laughs> uh, with hindsight. Um but yeah, I mean, it's it's such a whatever movie. I grew up thinking Kino was the coolest kid of all time, getting to just fight along it. with the turtles. I know, and again, it's it's what these it's what your memories do to these movies. I just mm-hmm. thought he was like the staple of this, and it was going to be like Kino along with all the turtles. But no, unfortunately, not. So I don't know. I don't even know if I like this more than part one. But we'll have to see once Nick does his plot. I'll be like, you know what? This was better. We'll see. Yeah, uh, some Kino facts for you here is, uh, like we said last week, he was the dude in the Donatello suit in the first movie. Uh, they liked him so much and like the way he, he fought and stuff that they wanted to give him a role. This is the only time we ever see Kino in any Ninja Turtles property ever, which is weird. Like he's never even been in the comics, never been in any of the cartoons or anything. It's just this one movie and that's it. But like, all right, I guess. Yeah. Joey, you've never seen this movie. This is your first time. What'd you think? So the uh, like I knew about the vanilla ice ninja turtle rap. <laughs> Did not expect the scene to be interwoven into the plot so the way long. that it was. <laughs> so long. But like I also expected it to be like a fun like end party scene and not like mid fight. <laughs> um so that was kind of weird. I did like that in this movie compared to the first one that we talked about a little bit that you do get like a better sense of each turtle's like individual personality. It felt like it was a little bit more uh defined in this one. Uh a lot of just it's just interesting to go back and watch series before I feel like franchises were an actual thing of like the fact that there's no Casey Jones after he was like such a prominent part in the first one. We spent so much time on the humans and like him and April's like love story weirdly and then just not in this one at all. OK, um, what else? Where did uh, he go? <laughs> uh, who knows? He's, uh, he's charged being charged for murder. For murder. Of Shredder. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel like a lot of current franchises have like made me a little more critical of like using the same uh, villain in back to back movies, at least in current ones, they give like a little bit of breathing room so that you have like time to build up to it. And this is just like, oh, just oh, just kidding. He's he's not dead. It's like, okay, that's not great. I I feel Um, like with every one of the Turtles movies, they were like, this might be the last one. Let's just get Shredder back in there. We don't know how this movie is getting cat. Uh, this movie this comes movie... out in 10 months. <laughs> <laughs> we saw the costumes. We still have his like, amazing blouse that he wore last yeah. time. Let's do this thing. Hey, it's purple now. It's like a real purple, not it the actually purple. purple. Maroon. Uh, but this movie does get bonus points for having Billy Zane's little like henchman from Titanic in it. So that's, that's all I guess. <laughs> that's such a <laughs> Overall... Joey Paul. <laughs> um, I mean, it's fun. It's still just like not great, but... I had a lot of I had fun with this one. I think I liked it better because it wasn't such like an origin story, and mm-hmm. there was like a little bit more development for it. You didn't you want to you didn't like the puppet rat? <laughs> the puppet I really r- wanted more of like rats. the baby turtles and the baby rat scenes. You know, but it's uh, Nick. Um, I I enjoy this movie. I think this is this is what I remember the first one being. But I, I was actually kind of struck. 
watching this being like, oh, wow, I remember not liking this as much as the first one um, and watching it back again, you know, 30 years later or whatever. Um, it's fun. It's it goes by fast. I agree with everyone's points, though. I, I think they still miss the heart of what they, this movie could be. And that's what I what going back, I was hoping we would see with uh, Kino specifically, as I thought it was going to be more a history and how like he was on a personal, some level of personal journey that the turtles would help him out with. But it just turns out he's just a pizza dude who knows martial arts and he's just there. And when we get to the end, he's like, I can help you guys. They're like, no. And he's like, okay, <laughs> I'm not going to, I don't need to go. Um, it's, it's, I think it's full of more quips. I think they nailed the tone this time. I just feel like they, they missed a lot of opportunities to actually make something of, of real substance here. But you know, when you're a 13 year old kid or a 10 year old kid watching this, it's, probably, it's the best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I ended last week uh, talking about how I was worried going into this one because it was my favorite growing up, but I had a feeling it was going to not hold up because of that because I was a dumb kid and I was fucking wrong. I, I thought this movie was a lot better than the first one. And uh, it's, yeah, nowhere close to good. Going to be honest about that. It is what it is. Uh, putting my headspace in the in that of like a 10-year-old kid, though, it's like this seems like a very fun kids movie. And, and when you're judging mm -hmm. it for being a kids movie, it's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Again, not great, not good. Yeah. It really does lack a lot of the depth that could have been there easily had they just added uh, some some more interesting storylines instead of the beginning of the movie being like there's these giant flowers and a dude looks at it and goes smells and goes dandelions dandelions <laughs> like what the fuck what okay does this mean? Yeah. i guess <laughs> um but at the end of the day one of the biggest criticisms i had last week was the turtles didn't have identities and they all kind of blended together and this movie completely remedies that i was shocked at how often they would have a back and forth, some type of quip that I'm like, this is the Ninja Turtles. They really and nailed the Donatello's a hacker and he's hacking away. <laughs> yeah. well, like, and that's that's the thing, too, is like with with Corey Feldman's voice, Corey Feldman's voice was is so distinctive. And it's so what you would think of if he was Mikey. But Mikey's voice is very, very close. So those two and the lines they gave them in the first movie kind of made them one character as they were like, they're always kind of together and didn't really have anything to do. So, Tim, like it's, it's cool to see they actually brought a Donnie that, in my opinion, was a little bit closer to what I remember Donatello being like from the cartoon series, which is mm -hmm. kind of more intellectual sounding. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that did work out. Unfortunately, uh, when when people were at the producing table, and were like, should we recast Raph so it, he doesn't sound like Nick's 70 year old Uncle Lou? <laughs> Someone was like, dude, we already got the actor. And again, this movie comes out in two days. We have to start filming. We got so to fucking do it. Yeah. Go. Plus, like Nick's Uncle Lou, you know, he doesn't charge a whole lot to voice no, act. So he, he, <laughs> yeah. he, he'll, he'll work for Sasha. It's not that he sounds for him. It is actually Nick's uncle. <laughs> 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 yeah. He's there. You know, I, I remember I was saying last week that one of my favorite things about the first one was New York just kind of as a character. And the opening three minutes of this movie are just etched into my mind. Like I, I probably watched the beginning of this movie a thousand times as a kid and I would just rewind it over and over and over because there was nothing more hype than them jumping up in the air freeze frame and it says Ninja Turtles 2. It was just like, holy shit, this is awesome. I love that the movie starts off with the turtles fighting in cool, creative ways without cheesy music playing like Andy was talking about yeah. last week. Like the music is totally correct throughout this entire thing. There's vanilla ice, but you know, even that kind of hey, weirdly works and fits with works. what's going on. <laughs> like, why, first off, we're going to stop right here. Cause everything that we're going to talk about next is build up to the climax of this movie, which is the vanilla ice scene. It yeah. is, him and two of his backup dancers. Yep. At the it sure as hell. The climax of this movie sure as hell is not the battle with Shredder. Because no, let not. me tell you what, that thing comes and goes so yeah. fast. Like, just jumping ahead to that. How ridiculous is it that the turtles have to like work together? 
and use this lesson that they learned to take down Shredder. Except we never saw them learn the lesson. That yeah. was never built up, period, at all. Yeah. Like, that could have really, really helped. And then it's like, we, we, we see Shredder for a little bit. Then he just goes away. Then all of a sudden... <laughs> We see him, his hat come up, and he's huge. Yeah, he's it's big, like big he's guy. super shredded out. And super it's like, shredder. okay, I guess we we can put our put it together. It happened off screen. He used the ooze, but the also ooze the, made the, his outfit bigger. The ooze <laughs> made the ooze made the the metal sharper and more jagged. But didn't they use that same canister of ooze to make the animals? Because there was only they used one a left. Small vial of of the ooze, oh, so they were just taking some that. out of the canister, which was huge. Um, and to t- uh, Tim, just as a counter argument to your point, that big super shredder, real hard to animate, real hard to move. So yeah. they were like, we don't really want to do this. And we need to release this movie yesterday. It's already out in theaters. So we, yeah. should, probably, we should stop finishing exactly. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Kevin I mean, Nash they, is there and he's like, all right, how long do we have to do this? Like, well, it comes out in four days. So yeah. gotta, there's not a whole lot to do here. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's it, it's it's disappointing. And that really is kind of the 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 crux of I think all of our criticisms for all of these movies is that there's just that lesson they learned should have been something we saw them fail earlier at. And they sort of tried to do that in the first one. Cause that was sort of more like Leo and Raph's story where he was, he was trying to t- teach him how to be a, a leader to a degree. I think I can't really remember it I But know. in this one. Yeah. Not, not really. Actually. I mean, there's just no focus for the B story in these. There's just not a lot of time and, and, and energy spent on them because honestly, you know, a movie like this probably back in the day when you're trying to hit, you know, an hour and a half, Oh, you got all the animatronics, all the costumes and stuff. I guarantee that probably took up a lot more of their time than actually trying to worry about writing a decent script for this. And also, dude, when you turn out a script like this, and at the end they don't even fight the bad guy and it still makes $80 million, you're like, hey, we're doing shit. something right. Like, yeah. come on, whatever. Who yeah, because at the end you definitely want to see some sort of consequences for using the rest of that ooze and not the consequences be that I'm going to knock the foundations off of this boardwalk and it fall down on me and, like, kind of collapse on like. For that, we need something more like super soldier serum type shit, you know, like, should I use this or not? I'm going to use this. And, oh, I took it, it. I took too much. I shouldn't have mixed it with blah, blah, blah. And that's mm-hmm. really what is his downfall as opposed to just I'm knocking down all these things. And they're like, don't do this, Shredder. You're going right. to take us all out with you. Like, it, <laughs> or, it's just, you know, it's maybe... such a, a fucking lame you know, limp boner of an ending. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just spitballing here, Andy. We're in the writer's room, right? No bad answers, no bad solutions, right? Mm, sure. What if we somehow figured out how to get the anti-mutagen uh, over from the fucking donuts and feed that to Shredder? Like, wouldn't that be kind of a cool way to shrink him back down to who he was before? But no, we're just like, we'll just let him drown because apparently Super Shredder can't swim in like 10 feet of water. A lot of metal, you know. <laughs> it's too much metal. Him down. Yeah, it weighs him yeah. down. Yeah. Very lazy the, storytelling there. Uh, some things I really liked about the movie, April, I thought was a huge improvement over the yep. first movie. Uh, I, I preferred this actress. But on top of that, I just loved her dynamic with the Turtles and with yeah. Splinter. Like she was I really enjoyed her writing and I really enjoyed the the line delivery that she had and, and all of that. She also um, just felt like a news anchor in this one. And the other one, uh, the yeah. other April just felt like she was like a photographer. I don't, I don't know. She just never really nailed the part <laughs> of, of like, I am a put together news anchor. And maybe that was just kind of what the, the wardrobe they chose to put her in or just how well she was put together. But in this one, she like, she screamed early nineties, late eighties, like local television news anchor. And that was perfect. Yeah, and you know, Andy made a reference to the fact that they very rarely, if ever, use their weapons in this, uh, especially the sharp ones like the katanas. But uh, I did like the kind of creative uses to get away from the 
it being violence of having weapons like uh michelangelo grabbing the sausages to use his nunchucks and things like that like there was a couple moments throughout the movie i'm like hey that's a creative use and it actually kind of adds to the ninja turtles even more and it makes it makes them feel more like fun teenagers you know um but yeah overall i had a lot of fun watching this movie in a a very surprising way you want to get to the plot let's go Now, now that you can actually hear the guitar better this time there we go everybody this is the plot for Ninja Turtles. Not many things rhyme with Ninja Turtles. I didn't have a lot of time for for rehearsal. Red is for Raphael. Donnie's purple. BMNT2, the secret of the ooze. Go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. Oh. Dear Tim. <laughs> Oh God. oh God! I forgot, I forgot about this. I know we just forgot about it. If you're reading this, that means that COVID-19 vaccination has wreaked havoc on my system. And despite following Snowbike Mike's prescribed regimen of two chai lattes and three fruit by the foot, I have succumbed to the illness and will be out of commission for this foreseeable future. Please read this manuscript verbatim so as not to confuse any of Andy's audio listeners who didn't watch the movie but still want the excitement of experiencing the plot through your mouth hole. (laughs) Pizza has taken New York by storm. It's about time. No future spoilers. And Kino, Ernie Reyes Jr., is right in the middle of it. Kino delivers a pizza to April O'Neil, but before he can run that hot pie up to her, he discovers some dudes with nylons on their faces robbing the underground mall underneath her house. Why is there a mall underneath there? We'll have to wait and see. (laughs) Sorry. That's not part of it. Uh, uh, They don't take him him seriously, so he kicks them really fast. Did I mention I study martial arts? But like 30 more dudes in nylon show up, so you know what that means. It's turtle time. All four turtles show up, and they jump up in the air just like Tim talked about. And bada bing, bada boom, we got ourselves a movie. Yeah, I'm a fucking Ninja Turtle. Yeah, yeah, it's all awesome. At first, I was like, hey, I don't really like that Donatello fellow because it's not Corey Feldman. But then, Tim, he yells, rawhide, Robocop, as he whips a guy in the ass. And that's all I needed to hear. I love the the, the dumbass punching thingy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I just love how it looks, though. Uh, now, Tim, this scene is fun. I like the lighthearted tone and fun colored backlighting the director and cinematographer decided to use. But sadly, the still the movie still looks like a sequel to a hardcore 80s noir thriller. But baby steps. Um, Raph tells Kino to call the cops while they tie up all the goons. But he makes one fatal error. He left his pizza with the turtles. And, you know, the old saying, Tim, don't leave your pizza with a turtle. <laughs> Just ask Boris, the giant tortoise. He'll tell you. If he's not too busy eating pizza, haha, please make an entry into your notes if that made Andy laugh. No. New April comes home, and surprise, it's Paige Turco, who right up to this moment, I thought was Lori Laughlin. I even said it was Lori Laughlin, who was Aunt Becky oh, in Full yeah. House on last week's show. This is 100% not that person. Nope. So if, and- if Andy swears that it is, tell him he's wrong and make a note of it in your journal. Okay. Tim, this is blowing my mind. I always thought Lori Laughlin was the lead in the movie Back to the Beach, starring Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello. But go. it turns out it was Paige Tricko the whole time. My mind is blown. Tim, it turns out it was Lori Laughlin in Back to the Beach. Thank God. I was about to question my whole existence. Anyway, back to the plot. New April comes home, and one of her neighbors hits on her while his wife complains about her aerobics. 
New April finds crap all over her house, and thanks uh, thanks to the turtles, who are pretty much just living there now. Uh, the boys come home, and new Donatello can't figure out how catchphrases work. They eat ninja pizza, uh, which disappears without a trace, and then play catch with said pizza. Uh, Raph tells everyone they don't need to worry about the Foot Clan anymore since they took out Shredder, and Leo says what we're all thinking. Splinter took out Shredder. We didn't do shit. Uh, Splinter tells them all that the outside world can never be theirs. They need to always be ninjas so people can't see them or they'll freak out and hunt them down with shotguns and ropes. Yeah. Another good line before that was, um, uh, wow, the rat's the cleanest one. I always like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that whole bit was great because I yeah. love her kind of showing off the personalities of all of them, which again, such simple things. It was just a couple lines, but I was like, okay, cool. This is already yeah. a market improvement. Yeah. Well, one thing I did notice though throughout this whole movie, and we'll get to more of it, but it feels as if each turtle has their own agent that was fighting to get them all more lines because there can never be a character moment without having the other three characters have their version of that moment. They're if, all Nick. Like, it, <laughs> dare you. like, like if, if rap's going to say How his version of the you. thing, then Leonardo's going to say his smarter version. And then Michael is going to say his doofy version. Like, yeah, all four of them always have to have a thing. Like, and, and you'll notice that throughout the movie. And it's like, we don't need that every time we can like cut back and like, let certain turtles just kind of, star and showcase in that one moment with that one line that you want them to say but we don't got to hear all four of their versions when they're all saying goodbye to to uh to april and then you know it ends with michelangelo and the great little like uh movie um what what is that casablanca uh, casablanca gone, moment yeah, yeah. yeah you're gonna say gone with the wind right i was, I was thinking yeah, the same it thing. was casablanca though, yeah. yeah that i love that little moment right but and it does it can just be michelangelo doing that we don't have to hear everybody go see you later april Bye, April. Sayonara, April. Like, we don't need yeah. all that shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, just tone it down a bit. One thing that I do think is funny, and this was true with the last movie as well, I don't really understand who wrote the Turtles. Because, like, they, some of the things they say, like, the references they make, I'm like, no teenager ever would oh, Ralph Nader things. reference? What yeah. the fucking <laughs> hell? Like, who is that for? <laughs> A Ralph fucking Nader reference, Joe. You're so right. <laughs> holy shit that one took me by surprise too i had that was so bad that i I was like how do i even write a joke about this terrible joke before Uh, we get back to the plot though let me tell you about our sponsors this episode is brought to you by me undies i love me undies i have loved them for years legitimately almost everything i wear is me undies i'm wearing a me undies shirt right now of course i got the undies on i got some me undies lounge shorts going on and some me undies socks why because of their soft micro modal fabric i love it so much i want it all over my body and that's what i do each and every day of my life and guess what me undies makes it easy to match too you can match your bottom half to your better half or halves yes you can match your friends too. MeUndies helps you find matching pairs in the style and color or print of undies that's right for you and your boo because who doesn't love a secret twinning moment? I know I do. Me and Gia do it all the time, whether it's us matching just the simple black or matching some fun bold prints like with little sushis all over it. Sushi? Sushis? It's a plural? I don't know how that works. Doesn't matter. What does matter is you can get 15% off your first order and free shipping by going to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning to get 15% off your first order and free shipping. MeUndies.com slash morning. Sushis. Go for it. 
Uh, Leo sucks up to Splinter as Raph teases him for it. So Splinter gives them 10 backflips apiece. Suddenly, their neighbor complaining about those aerobics makes a lot of sense. I misjudged her, and I'd like to make Tim say I'm sorry about that right now. Uh, Splinter ahead, tells them all. Tim, go ahead. I'm sorry about that. Good. Exactly. Uh, Splinter tells them all, quote, remember, Splinter. A true ninja is a master of all things, uh, including your surroundings. Focus your thoughts on where we must go and leave the shredder buried. Uh, But speaking of buried shredders, Tim Way, we cut over to the dump where shredder comes back to life. The remaining members of the Foot Clan rendezvous at the junkyard. Tatsu proclaims himself leader after breaking a bunch of stuff, but Shredder comes back and is still alive, albeit with a messed up face, and he wants revenge. Uh, The next day, April covers a story about TGRI, which stands for, thank God Raph's voice still sounds like my Uncle Lou. (laughs) The story (laughs) April is doing. Uh, A fact for you here is that in the original comic story, the ooze was made by a stranded by stranded aliens called the Utrams through a front company called TCRI, which is Techno Cosmic Research Institute. Since the final script didn't end up using the the Utrams, Utrams, I don't know how to say it. Uh, the company was changed to TGRI, Techno Global Research Industries. Why would they do that? Why not just keep it that way in case you want to bring aliens in for the next one? I don't know. And originally, the movie was going to end with the professor revealing that he was one of the aliens that like that would have been cool remember krang where krang yeah. was like yeah oh, he's yeah. A, he's one of the aliens he's one of the, oh, the, yeah, the, the Utrans really or whatever cool. um but they decided not to do it because it wasn't going to be krang and they didn't want to confuse the kids that watch the cartoon to think it was krang which doesn't make sense because instead of using bebop and fucking rocksteady they use these two new guys with troker and razor it's like yeah. what the fuck and, uh the reason for that was uh kevin eastman and peter Laird, the creators of Ninja turtles like requested they don't use bebop and rocksteady and come up with something else it's like why yeah makes Weird. no sense I, I was so confused by that part when i was a kid i was like yeah. i don't understand why the, it's a snapping turtle and a wolf <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but i digress uh let's see the story april is doing is about how tgri is cleaning up its toxic ooze while april wraps her story two dorks measure some giant dandelions out in the containment area uh april's assistant is really not good no yeah it's at that point where i go like ah yeah this is gonna be worse than i thought it was gonna be like i Mm -hmm. just in terms of what they're trying to get by story-wise i'm like oh this is what we're doing okay also, uh, dandelions aren't orange. Nothing what's about the dandelions made sense. It what's, bothered me so much. What's funny about it is I wrote sunflower down at first. I was like, oh, they go out to pick some sunflowers because that's actually the size of a sunflower and the color of a sunflower. It's only until one of the guys sm- smells it and goes, dandelions. dandelions. That I was like, oh, I you guess they're supposed scent? to be dandelions. Nick, you have to smell and do this little smell and then say it like splinter. Dandelions. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out April's assistant is actually Shredder's assistant. Boom. Oh. He brings his master the dandelions. And Shredder orders Tatsu to gather his best men for a mission. April comes home as the boys finish up finish cleaning up. Uh Splinter uh interrupts so he can tell them all some stuff up on the rooftop where everyone can see them. He shows them the broken canister that contained the ooze that transformed them all. But more importantly, it has the TGIF logo on it uh, from April's interview. Mm-hmm. Quote, if the contents of this canister were not unique, then the city may be in grave danger. Now, I Tim, hated this scene when I was a little kid. And I yeah. still I'm just bothered by. OK, let me let me start here. 
mm-hmm. Splinter still looks fantastic. Like yeah. the, the the creature work out of this world. Yeah, but he looks a little too fantastic to the point that Splitter's terrifying. Like yeah, he is terrifying. a scary looking thing. Really, I don't think so. And I've never liked the way he was sitting cross legged, and then kind of reveals this like broken glass <laughs> underneath his like cross legs, where it's just like you're fucking creepy, and I don't like your vibe right now, Splitter. Like you need I'll, to like stop being such a weirdo, man. He's I'll tell you who needed some sons. improvements. Who needed improvements is Donatello because that dude is too tall. And you were constantly seeing the head the connect little, to the neck yeah, right here. Scene. Yeah. Like everybody time. else is like yeah. fairly short. So when it comes to being on camera, like their their giant ass bulbous face is covering the neckline. But Donnie was too tall and you could always see the crease. There was always like that very visible fold. It's like, ah, oh, Donnie. Yeah, so, I know it sucks being tall. I get it, you know. An interesting uh, thing about the the costumes is the first movie, all the animatronics were actually being controlled by the people in the suits, like like pulling different like cranes and or like triggers or whatever. This one, it was more mechanical, where like other people could kind of like remote control it, and that allowed them to be a lot more like the heads to be a lot more small, uh, mm. and allowed them to have a lot more movement. So that's why the fighting in this, it, like them doing all the flips and all that shit, it's like clearly they're like, oh, we can move more. Let's let's take advantage of that. It's wild because I feel. Like, even at the time that they have these gigantic costumes and, you know, sure, they may be more flexible now, but goddamn, like the level of of athleticism for them to still be able to move like that. I mean, we see we see every Batman have troubles trying to punch, you know, and these dudes are doing flips and back handsprings and shit. Shout out to everybody there. And I think a lot of that just also goes to the tech involved, like making the costumes be that light, but still have the look of being you know, a heavy ass thing. It's not just like fabric. These things are still, they got some weight to it. Uh, Over in the TGIF labs, Professor Perry disposes of all, but one canister of the ooze, which Tatsu gratefully takes off his hands. The turtles arrive and head down to the lab so Donnie can geek out about all the tech, uh, which I like, by the way. I like that Donnie's like, oh my God, look at everything. It's cool. Uh, All of the canisters seem to have been disposed of, except canister R708-037, which is still active. Tim, Tell Andy there will be a quiz after this, and if he remembers the correct answer uh, for the canister, he'll get nothing. Okay. Okay. I love Donnie's fat ass fingers fucking hitting the keyboard. It's like, why are you showing this so much? It doesn't look good. (laughs) And also, I have a question. Yeah. Why the hell did the world just decide that computers should be that ugly cream color? Like, for way too long, our tech was just like... Mm -hmm. Was black not in in the eighties? No, but isn't no. it isn't it the oxidation? Well, no, they, yeah, they started as white or off white, but then eventually they oxidized to that nasty yellow color that all the plastic, all white plastic turns into. It just, eventually, it just blows my mind. I totally it, feel the technology Tim, like wasn't there to just not trust do me that. for the for the amount of time that I had a crappy, not only cream white colored um, Dell monitor and then a compact monitor. Then my dad ended up buying a Sony Trinitron monitor and it was black and it wasn't a rounded screen. It was like a flat screen, but still like fat CRT. It was a flat screen, though. I was like, dude, what is this piece of technology? And it was it was just black. And that's all that made it cool. I was like, oh, yeah, Yeah, man, the best monitor. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I put that thing over there. I was hanging out. listening to that story. Uh, Donnie tries to hack into the computer and ends up locking them out. And the foot returned to finish the job. Uh, Mikey knocks the canister out of Tatsu's hand by throwing a glass at it. And the the physics here just did not work, but it's okay. It's a movie. Um, and then a fight karate kicks off. 
Uh, Mikey headbutts a Foot Clan member's tummy, and then they, they surf on an office chair, but they still end up losing the ooze. Tatsu brings the canister back. Oh, they lose it because they like pop smoke and they'll leave. Tatsu brings the canister back to Shredder so they can force Professor Perry to show them how it works. Back at April's house, the turtles prepare to leave when Kino knocks on the door. April tries to cover up for them, but uh, by doing some chucking, which uh, Mikey's like, oh, don't do that. That's I bad. just really, uh, just before we leave that last sequence, so much of it bothered me. Like it, so much of it was not cool and just goofy. And I want the turtles to look badass while they're fighting. And it was just this stupid canister flying like from person to person. And then the leader of the fucking foot clan is standing there and just he looks like he's never led a group of people in his life and like he's just clueless in that room with them and like i don't know it was just all so it was all just done for giggles and laughs but it's like oh make it look cool a little bit you know the mildly cool was riding the little chair with the surfboard music that was about it yeah Yeah, it was just this thing just kept on flying like just by accident (laughs) it was just bizarre um let's see he tries they tries to cover for kino by doing some chucking but kino ain't no fool he pulls back the curtain on the turtles and then passes out when he sees splinter they bring kino up to speed on uh their history and the ooze and the foot clan and kino gets a bright idea he says if i let myself get recruited we can infiltrate the clan and find out where the others and uh, are, are hanging out and where they order those sweet goggle masks uh back which the- by the way like poor splinter right they kino f- totally fine seeing gigantic turtles yeah, faints when he sees a rat. Like well, you also have to imagine there's a smell factor with the rat that's not true. there with the turtles. Yeah. You know, so he's true. got a lot of hair and wiry, and that always makes oh. me think: is that locking in some of the stench of the sewers Ugh. there? Yeah, what's stuck you know? on there? A lot of dingleberries, right? Oh, there's a Ew. ton of dingleberries on there. <laughs> downside of that, the downside of that thing looks like uh, the no. top of a whale. You know, what I mean? it's just plankton all over it. Just Why do you have to start this line of for thought process, Andy? <laughs> Top of uh, oil. <laughs> back at the junkyard shredder makes the professor use the ooze on some vicious creatures uh but, but, but we don't get to see them he just told tatsu to go out and find the most ferocious creatures he could find and gee i hope it's a warthog and a rhinoceros but from the sounds of it it kind of sounds like a chicken tim this was really weird i didn't like the way that this was paced at all of the reveal of these characters like let us see the animals yeah Right? Like, yeah. it's just fucking weird that we don't see them. We have to just imagine what they are. And then when we do see them, they're like, that's not what I thought they were going to yep. be. <laughs> the snapping turtle. It's weird, too, because you're like, it's you had an opportunity to literally use two distinct animals and make very, very distinctive, like, toys out of them. You would think, you know, it's the, it's the 90s. They're trying to productize everything. Why would you make another turtle? Why not any other animal? Any yep. other animal that could combat the turtle. Like, why a turtle? I don't I don't get it. Um, the turtles head back down to the sewers, and once again, Raph and Leo argue about the best course of action. Raph takes off while Mikey falls into their new digs, an abandoned subway terminal that is still has power. Where do they poop, I wonder? It's something that I was going to make Tim say. Uh, April's <laughs> new, new manager. I do really like their new spot, though. I think oh, it's cool really with so all cool. like, the train cars and stuff. It looks dope. That's Very definitely cool. one of those moments as a kid that I thought, like, God, what a cool just to have like a big spot to your own to hang with your friends and eat pizza all the time. But a lot of spider webs. Got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And a lot of spider webs. Love yeah. Andy Flesh. At least there's a pay phone that they can walk around and use like a cell phone. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> 
Um, April's news manager wants her to cover swimsuits, but she's a real ass journalist. She tells him off. Donnie calls to see if she's seen uh, Raphael, uh, but she has not. And Leo is pissed because they're wasting time looking for him instead of the foot. Meanwhile, back at the junkyard, Shredder greets his new mutant children who are a wolf and a snapping turtle. Now, when I said go out and find the most ferocious animals you could find, you chose a wolf, which is cool, uh, and a snapping turtle. So let's have a quick conversation about that snapping turtle. <laughs> Not exactly what I, I guess you're in New York. You're like, we got limited access to animal life. So we're lucky if we found a wolf. Was there not a second wolf? Did you not have two wolves? I don't know. <laughs> Where'd you get uh, the one wolf? <laughs> yeah, where did you just find a wolf? Turns out these animals are babies uh, and they call Shredder Mama. So he orders Tatsu to kill them. We don't know how. We don't know how. They just, they super learn. They're super. Nobody creepy. had said Mama Honestly, before. Honestly, it's still funny. No, no, though. they were trying to say Master and they couldn't. Mm hmm. And then they said mama, mama. but that Mm -hmm. makes no sense either. No. No. Because they have no frame of reference. (laughs) They just got born. But But again, guys. Well, no, isn't it it because the the dude, the second in command, I forget what his name is, Tatsu or something? Tatsu. Tatsu. Yeah, he says he thinks you're their mother. And they go, mama. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you're right. You know what? Fuck it. It's still cute. It's still cute. Tim, as we discovered last week, animals are a lot smarter than we think they are and they can learn things as complex as martial arts simply by watching people do that. <laughs> yeah. So, so if yeah, they can learn true. that, who knows what a snapping turtle knows? Any, you know? Anyone can say mama. Anyone can cook. Anyone can, anyone cook. can cook. Everyone can cook. Forget everything you know. Uh, Kino and Raph go, excuse me, Professor Perry shows him that the super bays are super strong so they have a purpose at all so Shredder decides to spare their life. Kino and Raph go. He to straight the up wants to euthanize these little yeah, babies. Yeah, he's like, kill them, they're dumb. <laughs> Like we got more, we got more stuff left. It's so fucked up because they're so big. Imagine having to like drag those corpses away. You feel like maybe you you got you walk them to the place that you're gonna kill them, Andy, and then you give them a little treat, and while they're licking the lollipop, you pow right in the back of the yeah, head. Yeah, sure. You know, just a couple right between the right 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 in mm-hmm. the back of the ear. A couple twenty twos rattle their brains a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Kino Gosh. and Raph go to the foot recruiting meetup so Kino can infiltrate the organization. Uh, Kino kicks. The face off of a bunch of their recruits. He's just basically blowing these guys out of the water, which really impresses the lead recruiter. So he gives Kino the final test. Remove as many of the bells from a mannequin as possible without so making badass. a sound. So cool. Oh, and one more thing. We work in concealment. So he pops smoke. I would be like this. Hey, has anyone ever passed this test? Because this seems really hard <laughs> for just a kid off the streets who has no ninja training to be able to do. And like, also, it seems like that should be the entry way. level. It yeah. seems like it should be like top this level. This is a final I'm... test to get my goggle mask. And I've also <laughs> seen your goons get your at, their asses whooped. Did they do this test too? Yeah. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't buy it. Well, like, everyone's, did, everyone lied. They didn't have to get them all. They have to get a lot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, it's true. You know, but you have to be good to even get to that point. You know, mm-hmm. there's like uh, a lot of steps involved. But I always thought the sequence was dope. I loved Raph uh, sort of so sneaking cool. around and yeah. being like, "Yeah, go get him, Kino." It's so cool. But like Raph, like using his ninja power to step in and do all the bells for him. Was, he's like, "Is this enough?" It's all the bells. I thought yeah, was, I always love that part. Yeah. Uh, they're brought back to the junkyard, and Raph wants Kino to split because they found where the where the foot's hanging out until he spots the ghost of Shredder past walking around, and then gets caught by Tatsu. A fight breaks out, and Ralph tells Kino to bounce and warn the other turtles. But Kino's like, I don't want to go. I'll stay here with, with you. Uh, and then, Tim, I put in this part, in your best New York slash Ralph Macchio accent, you got to say, hey, I'll run or I'll kick your butt. Oh, fuck. 
Like, you're getting me today. I'm sorry. I read that. I read that incorrectly. Run or I'll kick your butt. <laughs> it sounds like Christopher Walken. <laughs> that, that was Christopher Walken. It was. <laughs> Mini Kata. I don't kick your butt. Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. I love that like two lines ago, you accidentally called, called Raphael Ralph. Auto-corrected to Ralph. I just Raphael Macchio. <laughs> Raphael Macchio, baby. Oh, man. Keto bolts and the Foot Clan quickly overrun Raph. Raph has a good sense of hearing about it in the whole situation until Shredder steps in. Uh, and then he looks at him and he goes, Shredder? <laughs> That got me. Oh, man. Put it in your notes, Tim. I got Andy. Uh, The turtles head to the junkyard to free Raph, and it's quiet, a little too quiet. And when they find Raph, Mikey says, it's Raph, a little too Raph. I don't know if any movie has ever peaked that high. Like This is insane, and I think this is it. I don't know if there's going to be any single moment in these Ninja Turtle movies that's this good. That's what I'm saying, dude. It really reminds me how last week when we were talking about that, uh, or not even last week, was it this week that we did Cars 2, that Cars 2 is being made, and they bring in the A-team for just a couple of lines. Hey, give us something good. And that's what this felt like, as if Mm -hmm. they consulted a really good comedic writing team, because it's probably the only good comedic written line uh in the whole movie that actually works and is funny and isn't just you know funny because it's bad sort of thing like it's, it's yeah. a clever little line i just wanted more of that sort of a little shit. too rough yeah yeah it's clever now now don't get me wrong there's there's at least four or five other like chuckle worthy moments but this is like the standout line and i don't know oh, why yeah. this line means so much to me <laughs> um shredder springs a trap and Mikey makes a Ralph Nader joke, so my 90-year-old parents have something to laugh at. Uh, <laughs> things look dire. I put grandparents, not parents, sorry. Uh, yeah, while they're, asleep in, while they're asleep in the theater, they're like, oh, Nader. Oh. Nader, I know. I get that joke. <laughs> uh, things look dire until their insurance policy kicks in. Mutual splinter. Splinter uh, shoots an arrow and breaks them free. Uh, and Ralph, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is one of those moments where it's like, okay, Splinter's gonna come and do one of the iconic Splinter things. Oh, he's shooting a bow and arrow. I just like, hated. I always hated the way this looked because this looked way too puppetized. Like, yeah. this yeah. looked yeah. like way more than anything else Splinter has ever done. Of just obviously somebody holding an arm that's holding an arrow, and it just looks really goofy. Looks very. Splinter stiff. really only looks cool when he's not moving, right? Or or if it's just like the little <laughs> head movements. That's it. It really yeah. reminds me of the silliness of watching Kermit do anything else than just stand. Kermit, the, it's Kermit like the Frog up. riding riding a bicycle. Yeah, like, like whenever you see that shit, terrifying. it's so funny looking. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Splinter breaks them out, and, and they free Raph, but keep the tape on his mouth, presumably because the actor's accent is so bad. Uh, a fight. <laughs> slaps off and the turtles start to win so shredder calls in toka and razar one by one the turtles take on the massive mutants and get their shells handed to them donnie frees professor perry while mikey spots a sewer cover and everyone drops in toka tries to fit through the hole and get stuck so mikey does what anyone would do uh in this situation and tickles him a little bit can you blame him andy if you were stuck in a manhole tim would definitely tickle you until you peed mountain dew i was stuck in a manhole turtles you Head back to their new home with Professor Perry in tow. Perry tells them that the ooze was a mistake that has dangerous mutagenic properties. It's Several what you scenes get. where Professor Perry looks like 
I'm already forgetting his name. Arrested Development. He was also in that HBO show, Jeffrey The Outsider. Campbell? No. Oh. Um, Jason Bateman. He looks like an older version of Jason Bateman in some shots. And it makes oh, no sense to you right now. From mm-hmm. the Ozarks. Yeah, the plural, all the Ozarks. Oh, oh, oh you guys like the Ozarks? You guys watch the Ozarks? The yeah, Ozarks? Kevin isn't here this week, so I feel like we just got to you know, give him a little bit of nah, Yeah, we got to. Like, we got to like, in the show. You guys like the Game of Thrones? You like the Game of Thrones? <laughs> Games of Thrones? <laughs> Games of Thrones? Plural? Single? Uh, I, this guy's always terrifying to me because I think he was the bad guy in Time Bandits. But I could be wrong. God, I don't even know what that movie is. It's a, it's Dude, a, I need to watch that because you've talked about it so many times. Fuck, yeah. Dude, it's an old Terry Gilli- Gilliam film. Excuse me, not Gilliam. Terry Gilliam film. Terry Gilliam film, excuse me, that uh, terrified me when I was a kid. Yeah, and it's still really, really scary. But I think How he was the old bad guy. It? When did it come out? Jeez, I'm like it's 80s. Like that was early 80s. Late 80s, early. Yeah, some, some mid 80s. He is in Time 80s. Bandits. Yeah, he was terrifying. He was the bad guy in that. Yeah, it wasn't um, Ian Holm or something like that? I don't think he's Ian Holm. Ian Holm, I think, is the guy that played Ash in Alien. What's this guy's name? Oh, Lord. from the from all the Oscar award winning uh, Lord of the Rings. Right? Yeah, he was. Ian he Holm. played. He played your Bilbo. He was your Bilbo. He, he was Bilbo. Your that, Bilbo. He played your Bilbo in that elf movie, like <laughs> about the hobbits and the hairy feet. I liked it because they had hairy feet, and I had hairy feet too. Okay. I like to imagine the hobbits were the Italians of Middle Earth, and the elves were just the anyone else that wasn't yeah. Italian. Did we uh, did we bring up already? Oh wait, are we there? No, we may not be there yet. Never mind. I'm, I'm just thinking about uh, April O'Neil's like the the dude who knows her, and he's like in the clan. He's in the the Foot Clan. No, 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 he's not here yet. He's not here yet. It, it's just like what a weird thing to kind of have in the movie that has really no no bearing on anything. It's just kind of in there. He's it's very weird bizarre. As shit, too. Yeah, like, he kind he of turns... reminds me of Tobey Maguire in in Spider Man Three. I found it. Uh, yeah, David Warner. David Warner. David Warner. Thank you. Yes, that is him. That's good. Yeah, watch Time Bandits. It'll uh, terrify you and give you nightmares when you're a kid. Okay. Uh, Perry tells him that the ooze was a mistake that had dangerous mutagenic properties. It's what you get when you combine all the energy drinks that Andy consumes at night while playing Valorant. Donnie mm-hmm. is disappointed. He always felt they were special. The realization that they're all the byproduct of Mountain Dew game fuel is a little dis- depressing for him. All of his uh, superpowers came from that bottle. No, that wasn't a very good Tony Stark. I wasn't even in the right line. What's the line? Can I get the line? <laughs> Everything special about you came from a bottle. Pretty good. How about that? I, I did not like Shredder? this plot at all. <laughs> Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Shredder unleashes uh, Toka and Razor on the city of New York, and literally no one notices. The it's next so day, lame. It, yeah, it's dumb. Because uh, at some point, like, he's like, "Oh my god, he's going to unleash those people in Central Park!" I'm like, all right, we'll just call the cops. We'll just shoot those things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Untrained babies—they don't understand how to fight. Just shoot them with shotguns or just some sort stand of stand far gun. away. You have weaponry. Yeah. Like they're <laughs> very slow, and they can't eat donuts without looking really weird. Uh, the next day, April tries to get info out of the chief about what she knows is the token razor attack, but she quickly comes to the conclusion that the police can't help her or aren't interested. Thankfully, her creepy ex-assistant, Freddie, pulls her aside and to give her a message to relay to the turtles. If the, if the turtles don't meet Shredder and the gang at the construction site later that night, he'll send Toka and Razor out again. This time to Central Perk, the cafe from the hit show Friends. I hope he kills Chandler and Ross first. I've always been a Joey fan. You don't like... Oh, I know I'm in the minority because I love Ross, but everybody hates Ross. Nobody likes Ross. I'm actually more Ross of a Chandler a fan, but I wrote, 
I wrote. This is so funny, though. Now I wrote. I'll tell. Here's here's a little here's a little insight into my brain, Joey. There's mm-hmm. two Joeys. There's Joey from Friends, and there's you. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want the audience to think that Tim was advocating killing you and Chandler. So I'm sorry, you and Ross, because I'm a Chandler fan, really. So I put oh, Chandler and Ross here for the joke. But really, Thank I like you. Chandler's my guy. If I had Chandler's, to be honest with you, yeah. I'm a Chandler Bing fan, and I cannot wait to see this reunion whenever it comes on HBO Max. Very excited about it. Uh, Tim, that was a pun, by the way. They're really going to a place called Central Park. <laughs> oh. oh, I really God. wish that there was one yeah. to talk about friends. Got yeah, it. I did talk, yeah. talk about the reunion um, uh, again, just to talk about that weird fucking ex-partner of hers, ex-coworker. Like, there's there's a million different ways to do this to do this sort of threatening scene like you could do a lot of different things and to have a guy take off the mask and be like hey it's me april yeah (laughs) but also like but like here's the deal hey we're gonna we're gonna unleash toka and razar again at in this time in central park okay we'll be ready for that or we could (laughs) yeah exactly i don't know fuck those people you named them you're not supposed to name them if you're gonna kill them and eat them um or we could kidnap april like that would be probably a way to get mm-hmm. the turtles to come to you, right? If we kidnapped April, because she's like their one and only friend. That's not yeah. a turtle or a yeah. rat. But I digress. <laughs> um, Where's Casey Jones? Casey's <laughs> gone, questions. dude. Casey Jones is creepy. He's gone. But, Joey, when you saw that relationship blossom during the uh, the why iconic... did we put so much focus on it in the first one if he's just going to disappear? Well, because Joey, he started losing his hair, and that's yeah. so when you lose the. <laughs> You lose You're not the sexy anymore. You got to start playing serial killers at that point. That's why Andy and I are just downing biotin vitamins. Yeah. We are snorting those things by the gallon. Forhims.com slash yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Tim, that was a pun. Central Park. Haha. <laughs> if Joey laughed at that, please make a note in your journal. Uh, they get to work helping Professor Perry make an anti-mutagen and Mikey accidentally drops a slice of pizza in one of the pots. And I was like, oh my God, that's going to be cataclysmic. This thing's not going to work. It never comes back. Um, The anti-mutagen comes out looking like chunky peanut butter and the only way it'll work is via ingestion, which gives Mikey a good idea. They head to the construction site and scream for Shredder, which prompts the Foot Clan to spring into action. Uh, Shredder calls in Toka and Rezar, but Leo tells them they need to first observe the ancient ritual of the traditional pre-fight donut. Now that's a ritual your boy Nick Scarpino can get behind. Save me the cake donut with white frosting and Joey the little rainbows sprinkles. Those are my favorite. I always hated this sequence. Like just because it was scary to me. Like that when they find out. But but a lot of it was so personal to me because I've been token Razor in that situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have been the sick child that refuses to take the giant capsule of antibiotics as a child so my parents break up the capsule and pour it in my oatmeal so that they could see me take the medicine it's and literally what we have to do with our our dog andy like come on you're you're well i was like three years old or something and when they tell me that it was sugar three-year-old andy knew this isn't fucking it's sugar. not sure you're tricking like me sugar. this is dishonesty <laughs> right here. Me, yeah and that's where the relationship was just broken Sorry, it was I, just I, broken I, I imagine this was teenage andy or something like that oh <laughs> no andy that's that's where it went south for you and your and your entire family you just yeah. don't trust them anymore I haven't talked to them since <laughs> andy's family tried to put it in mac and cheese that's why he's never yeah, tried exactly. they tried mac and cheese they tried tater tots they tried those little <laughs> mini corn dogs he's off eggs. all of them forever eggs he hates them <laughs> Yep. That's why Snow Mike Mike hates eggs, too, via Andy. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Why do I keep that there? 
Um, they head to the construction site. Shredder calls in Toka and Razor, but Leo tells them they got to do the donut thing. Toka and Razor help themselves to the tasty treats until Razor realizes one of the donuts has an anti-mutagen uh, cube in the ice cube in the middle. I'm like, why would you put ice cubes in the middle of donuts? Um, <laughs> Great whatever. Question. And a fight and like put you know I mean like don't put something cold in the middle. Just put like why don't you just put make the it stuff into in the, the jelly donut or something? Yeah, or, like, just pump it into the jelly donut. They're not gonna ever. Know. It doesn't matter. Um, cause they talk about, Hey, he's like, Hey, we can make ice cubes out of it. He goes, I have a better idea. And then they still make ice cubes out of it. <laughs> They're like, why did you go through the trouble of make, it doesn't worry. But by first off, that's like three hours trying to freeze this shit right there. Like ice doesn't, I digress. Um, let's see. <laughs> Uh, a fight breaks out because of this and then Mikey gets thrown through the door of New York's hottest nightclub Tim the one right by the construction zone and who should be performing on that stage at that time Joey Vanilla motherfucking ice Vanilla motherfucking ice look at these costumes I I love this city at what point in his like fame was this? Was this like peak Vanilla Ice? I'd say I so. Mean, I have to imagine. Yeah. Right? Now, now, Nick, you're the only one that has any real frame of reference of like the realities of Vanilla Ice being mm-hmm. a thing. Because like to me, he's very much like a thing from the past. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he but have Joey, a moment that was longer than but, just Ice Ice Baby? No. Okay. But, no, it was Ice but Ice no, Baby. But, but you got to understand that like those moments lasted way longer than they do today. Totally. Yeah. And so like. This was, I'd say, a bit after Ice Ice, Ice, Ice Baby, but this w- didn't feel like, oh, the, the the big superstar no longer has the starlight or no no longer has the limelight, so he's trying to just put himself in movies. This didn't feel like that at all. This felt just like, oh, that's superstar Vanilla Ice in this movie. Ice Ice Baby came out. I was looking at that just a couple months before this. Oh yeah. shit! I thought it was like a year oh, or wow. two. Huh. Very, very interesting. Because then he had one other song that I remember that was like a hit. Wait, when what did this movie it? come out? 91. March. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is 1990, but I don't know. I'm trying to think of his other hit, but I can't remember. Vanilla Ice Hits. <laughs> I love that this is what we're talking about now. Hits. Let's see. So I do got... remember he did the remix with Corn. And they just called it was just Ice Ice Baby, but with guitars, and they called it Too Cold. Did you have an aroma? I don't oh, remember that at all. Did I make that up? But I just remember the, <laughs> of course, I remember the VH1 documentary of, no, 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 we're not cold. copying You did, their you song. got it right here, Too Cold, yeah, Too Cold. Fuck yeah. Dude, we're not, we're not copying it. his song. See, his goes, oh, yeah. dun, 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. Ours goes dun 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 dun. Let's see, there's an extra thing yeah. there. It's not the same song. Like I just yeah. like I'll never forget that interview. <laughs> That's so fucking. God I love bless it. him. And no one cared. Everyone was like, "This is clearly the better version of that Queen <laughs> slash David Bowie song." Anyway, <laughs> sure. man, I'll tell you this right now, Tim. Yeah, I was a huge Vanilla Ice fan. Right when Stop. when that song collaborate. <laughs> Right, Ice is back with a brand new dish. It doesn't matter. Um, when I saw this and I was like, Vanilla Ice is part of the Ninja Turtles, I was like, everything that I love in this world is on one stage. <laughs> it's all here. <laughs> like, what more? If Bebop and Rocksteady were here instead of these fucks. I mean, <laughs> I was actually glad at this point that Bebop Bop and Rocksteady weren't there because that would have been too much. It would have been too much cool. And so, my little teenage head would have exploded. When you mentioned, Tim, the intro to this movie being seared into your mind, the audience's faces in this crowd are seared into my mind. Like every person reacting in the crowd, whether it's when they first, you know, burst through the door or when Vanilla Ice finally sort of capitalizes on this moment and realizes, oh, I have something I can 
just right off the top of my this. dome right now. And he starts fucking just spitting fire, Dude. right? And he starts rapping to it and making up lines and talking about being green and Ninja Turtle. Like, how, first, what? How do you... What? You, know you have so no much. frame of reference for any of the... Yeah. <laughs> Are um, you behind this? Um, but yeah, the way the audience is reacting in the crowd and like the... Oh, like when Shredder pops in, all that shit is just like fucking in my... It's burned in my memory. And it's so weird experiencing that again. God, interview is such a gift. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> Andy, I think the words you were looking for there is, yo, it's the green machine going to rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get down Slamming and jamming to the new swing sound. Yeah, everybody, let's move. Vanilla is here with the new Jack Groove. Gonna rock yeah. and roll this place with the power of the Ninja Turtle bass. Iceman, you know I'm not playing. Devastating the show while the turtles are saying I'm ninja. Right there. ninja rap, ninja, ninja, ninja rap, rap. Go, like the way go, they say rap. go, go. Go on, Ninja. Go on, Ninja. Come on, guys. Bro, it's so good. If you don't want to get up and dance to that, like a mid-90s <laughs> hip-hop dance. Swing. I honestly oh think this God. is the song that you were thinking of, of his other hit. Uh, Nick. This might have been the other hit. This was just the one. This was probably the only other one, yeah. I mean, no, trust me, Nick. Like, I think this sequence is absolutely stupid as hell and i'm sitting in my chair and i'm just like still not along (laughs) it's one of those things the anywhere i've always wanted to do one of those series like you know when people do the the joke series where they write themselves into the thing and they just shoot themselves with their reactions to this i've always wanted to be one of the guys on stage with the buttoned up collars and the hammer pants being like are you making this up right now like are you Like, where are you Did I miss up this on the this? set list? Like, I don't. You guys we, choreographed a dance to yeah. this. I don't. Like, did you know this was going to happen? You're right on. I also, like, because from here, I can't really see what they are. Like, the li- like I don't yeah, know. They, they're, they're, yeah, one's got a shell. How do you know they're turtles? Thing. How do you know they're nature turtles? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow, I really wrote the whole dance here. Okay, uh, yeah. let's skip ahead here. I was gonna see how much Tim would do when I was gone, and then and then record it and put it to the actual oh music. God. But we're not gonna do that. Uh, Toka and Razor <laughs> keep burping, which is slowing the process, and they need to find a way to introduce more CO two into the environment. Luckily, what it does that fire. have to do with anything? Do we need this plot line at all? Like, no. you could tell that they were just like, oh, someone looked at the script and was like, hey, it doesn't none of this make sense, and someone's like, oh, let's try to make it make sense. How burping? Okay. Cool. What do kids love? <laughs> yeah. <burping? laughs> I'm sorry. I just have to read this real quick. Villains, you better run and hide because one day you might not slide. So choose your weapon. Don't slip. Vanilla's in control with the flex of the might grip. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody stop this guy. It's He's so a good. hit maker. <sighs> I got. I can't read any more of that. I'm getting way too fucking hyped up. I got to dance. <laughs> Mid-90s dance. Okay. Uh. Uh, let's see. They grab the fire extinguisher while the Iceman straight murders it on stage. Go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. Uh, right here, Tim. I said, please, uh, Tim, do the entire rap again uh, entirely. It's my favorite part of this movie and deserves everyone's respect. Andy, check your pockets. I've hidden some pocket candy in them for you to enjoy while Tim raps. Joey, if Andy doesn't find anything uh, in his pockets, it's because uh, I didn't think that far ahead. Mm. Oh, my Whoa. God. There you go. Goldfish. Better. Wow. <laughs> Can you say it though in the splinter voice? Shatter. <laughs> the splinter, splinter's so much easier because you have the S and the T. And what was so iconic Splinter. about that, Joe, was the way his lips just kind of like were over. In. Yeah. Like they move independently <laughs> they from each other. Yeah. Like they programmed in the wrong syllables, yeah. like the wrong, like. 
Barrett, you know? can can you uh, Google image search uh, Ninja Turtles uh, movie uh, cover? They were so flappy in that yeah, moment. Like, oh my but god! But the the so cover much. art of the like Blu-ray releases or whatever is just the doofiest looking pictures. I'm like the sewer? really when no no, no no not not the oh. OG movie posters. Uh, hold on, let me Splinter. see. Ninja Turtles. Hey, yo, Cheddar. <laughs> Instead of Shredder. Cheddar. <laughs> Cheddar? <laughs> that's just, that's just so funny. <laughs> uh, Tim, I dropped that one to S. Is that the one you're talking oh, about? Oh, let me see. Let's play. While you do that, Tim, I'll read more lyrics. Lyrics, fill in the gap, drop the bass, <laughs> and get the ninja rap. Feel it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up for those heroes in green, just flowing smooth with power. Kick it up hour after hour. By the way, if you read these, like you know how sometimes Tim, you read rap and like good rap, you're like, wow, that has subtext and like means something. No, this doesn't mean anything. These are just no. words that they wrote that describe kind of what's happening right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bear, can you? I sent assets uh, the link that I'm talking about. See it? It's oh, just. God. It's so bad. Oh yeah! Didn't someone do the? Didn't someone do a Photoshop? The milk mommy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is milk mommy as fuck. All right, hold on. I gotta prep this scene really quick. Oh Jesus God! Yeah. <laughs> Why would they use Donatello? And this is no disrespect to Donatello, but never has Donatello been the most popular out of all the turtles. I mean, I don't know. There's, there's. Go down to there. You can see the other ones. Hold on, just uh, there we go. So yeah, that's, that's, that's turtles. So bad. Turtles too, right there with Mike oh Mommy. three and four. Oh, I get it. They're all the turtles. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Just, Mike, like, oh my all god, all of them just look so shitty. Why? Yeah, they look bad. Anyways, thank you for that. Perfect. Um, as we continue on. Uh, the Foot Clan come in. The turtles show them the true meaning of braid dancing as Iceman continues to crush it on Ice stage. Man. Uh, they make quick work of the foot and then crush Tatsu with all four of their shells, stopping momentarily to break it down on the dance floor. And I'd like again, to imagine like, Nick calling uh, Middle Ice Iceman and then his yeah. bodyguards wanting to fight him. <laughs> I mean, that would be the end all be all for me. Like, what's up, Iceman? You. Like, nope. <laughs> Get this fucking guy out of here. <laughs> just stiff arms me <laughs> to the ground. Like, oh, no. Uh, let's see. Let me be clear. I said this is the greatest scene ever committed to celluloid. We don't deserve it, but sometimes life gives you gifts. Andy, check your other pocket. There's nothing there. Shredder comes in with a canister, and Kino rushes to the stage to kick it out of his hand, and then Shredder takes a hostage, so Donnie uses the old Back to the Future speaker trick to blow him out the window. Uh, they head out for the final face-off with Shredder and spot on the way out. They spot the newly anti-mutated Toka and Razar, and then it's really cute. Uh, so they get cute. out. They are cute. They get out to the docks, and all is quiet. Before they can shout, Cowabunga Super Shredder shows up, played by Kevin Nash. Uh, he must have drank the rest of the mutagen. Leo tries to reason with him, but Shredder is intent on knocking down the entire dock. Thankfully, Leo remembers Master Splinter's teachings. A true ninja is a master of his environment. Don't forget, we're all turtles. So they jump into the water as Shredder brings the house down. When they pop up out to dry land, apparently the movie's done. So Mikey repeats his <laughs> proclamation from the prior film. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I love being a turtle. It's like, just really? done. That's it. It's done, yeah. Well, no, That's it's it. not. We still get the Splinter line, yeah. right? We do. Splinter, so Splinter, we funny. cut back home and Splinter watches the next day as April uh, wraps up a news story about the whole TRG, uh, TGRI uh, event, uh, which includes a, a personal thank you uh, written from Professor Perry who says, thanks for the help, dudes. 
Splinter calls them all idiots as the boys return home and shout cowabunga. He asks if they were seen and they all reply, of course not, Master. We practice ninja, the art of invisibility. So Splinter holds up a newspaper that has them prominently displayed on it and says, practice harder. Uh, then he gives them all backflips as punishment. And as they start doing them, he imparts one last bit of wisdom. And remember, go ninja, go ninja, go. I made another funny, Tim. The end. Made another funny. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's not the end because it's quiz time. Andy, what was the number on the canister? R. Not a number. 27? <laughs> oh, 708? 30, it was 037. I thought 708. There's some other shit before that. 027. But... There's a 7 in there. You know what? I don't even write it down here. So we'll just say you won. <laughs> oh, it's R seven zero eight zero three seven. Andy, check your shoe. There's nothing there. Uh, wow, that I'm is the wild. end. That is the end. Let's do a little haiku interview. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. That was like when, like, when an artist's on stage and they start with just the acapella yeah. version of the song first, and the band kicks in. Like, they, it. they planned it like that. Good move. Uh, you go to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Bill Ward Marbles did. Don't fuck with Kino; he will stomp your goddamn toes. Due to straight loco. I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was gonna say Kino and like pino or something. I don't know. I, don't know what I thought he was going to say, like, wiener or something. But that's just where my mind is right now. Uh, Zayd Wilson says, I don't even know. It just makes me so tired. Please bring Casey back. <laughs> yeah, who could forget the <laughs> the the mainstay and the main reason we all love the last Ninja Turtles movie, Casey Jones. Yeah. Yeah, Casey with his yeah. back rubs. And then uh, we got Miscellaneous, of course, coming through with the plot in Haiku. Beats these guys bloody. Did I mention I study martial arts, buddy? April on the news, and Splinter is not amused. Secret of the ooze. Why did the foot stay? Could have taken ooze away. They fought anyway. One hour 28, short runtime, and man, that's great. This movie, I hate. (laughs) Iceman puts on a show. Go, Ninja, go, Ninja, go. The best part, I know. Damn, miscellaneous. You're good. You're damn good. Just that damn good. But wait, did people call him Iceman? No, no. <laughs> I think they just called him Vanilla Miscellaneous and Nick. Nick Miscellaneous. Yeah, they, you know, you know, Tim, if anyone's moniker gets anywhere close to the word ice, you got to call him the Iceman occasionally. Yeah. Occasionally, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Plus, we just watched Top Gun. Yeah, come on. So Iceman, Iceman on the brain. Badass name. Suffer Ragu Bagu. Ragu. Bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys here for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the series. So far right now, uh, number one with a bullet on the list is Shredder, the Foot Clan, and those amazing shoulder pads of his. Where do we want to put Super Shredder and the Wolf and Snapping Turtle? This is rough because, like, I really don't think I have feelings one way or another as either of them being much better or much worse. Thousand percent. But I will say that the end of this sucked. Super I think Shredder. That Super Shredder is terrible and yeah. is worth putting So I, it below. I put him a second because of okay. that. I, I want to put agree. him first because I am shocked that the original Shredder survived that. <laughs> like <laughs> we saw blood oozing out, and then all that is said is look at his face. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, well, way more happened to thing? his body. Way more happened yeah. to his body. He got compacted in a, tra- in a yeah. trash can. And Casey was <laughs> yeah. so excited to do that. And it was weird. Yeah. Well, who wants? who thinks... Super Shredder and the Wolf and Snapping Turtle are better than Shredder and the Foot Clan and those amazing shoulder pads. Raise your hand. Well, yeah, you it's, I'm just like Tim. They're just like, I don't care. <laughs> they're, 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 they're number two. They're number two. Now it's time to rank the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. Currently, number one is at number one. Where are we going to put number two? I will say, to start it off, Kevin Coelho writes in and says, it's a kid's movie. I have so much nostalgia for it, but I found myself drifting off really hard by the end of the movie. It's number two for me. For me, it's number one, and it's I feel it's one. number one yeah. pretty easily. Uh, I think it had a lot more of what I like out of Ninja Turtles in the movie. Still had a lot of things I wish they did better or differently. Uh, Kino definitely wasn't as key of a player as I remember him being. Um, but I think this movie kind of works for what it is, and it's, it was entertaining the entire way through. Hour and a half, can't complain about that at all. Uh, and Vanilla Ice, are you kidding me? Let's go. That's Come number on, one. son. Come yeah, on, as, mu- as much as I was talking about like a, the whole like not having Casey and all that stuff is weird. It's not because I think it makes this movie miss anything. I just think it makes that looking back, it makes the first movie worse. First movie worse because I'm like, what was the point of adding all of that in if you're not actually going to do anything with it? So I also agree that I think this is one. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be n- number one anyway, but. I guess I just look at both movies and I try to weigh the pros and cons of each of them. And I, I love the, the slower kind of softer side of the Ninja Turtles when they are on the run in that house. And I like as cheesy as it is, I love April O'Neil like sketching them. And I love those little (laughs) like, you know, vignettes that we get of the turtles. It's like just really lame, but I like it. But, um, there's still so much bad in part one as well. And, uh, this movie at least felt, more tonally on the same page mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to, you know, it being an A24 movie as soon as they're on the run. <laughs> like, it's just like <laughs> a totally different movie. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I would I would put this, I would put part two at number one as well. Me as well. Yeah, I just think this movie, I think they watched the first one and were like, what do, what do we really need to do with this? Let's just have fun. And that's what this movie is. It's pure fun. Not a lot of substance. They threw in a celebrity cameo from The Iceman Cometh and... Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch that music video after we wrap here. That's how iconic that was for me. So I put it right at number one. There you go. The new rankings, number one, the Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, and number two, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990. Uh, Next week, we will return with Brave for Pixar and Review and with the Ninja Turtles 3, uh, which I remember boring me to hell when I was a little kid. But I wonder if this is going to be a Back to the Future 3 situation where we were dumb little kids and it's actually better than better than we remember. Or we'll maybe see. not. Maybe not. But we'll see hope it next is. week. I hope so too. I really do. Uh, but until then, I love you guys. Goodbye. Go Ninja Go.